You're good at that stuff. Five four. Five four. What's up, man? How you been? I'm good. I had an experience this weekend uh, that uh, I, I, I know you love podcasts. I know we do this podcast, but I don't really listen to podcasts. So tell me, we're speaking about one of our comedians that we went to see a show in. Uh, and here in Boston, Bert Kreischer, I love the dude. Love him. So him and Tom Seagrew have uh, a podcast, Two Bears in One Cave, and and Hilarious. like instead of like listening to music because it just becomes a lot sometimes. And I was traveling a lot this weekend. I listened to the podcast. This is really probably the first time I listened to a whole podcast yeah, ever. Yeah. Well, the, well, of course I listened to. Let me take that back. Uh, Rick Rubin one. And uh, there's a reason for that because I think everybody should listen to a podcast about Rick Rubin and his new book. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. how was your trip to New York? It was a lot, man. It was a lot, but it was great. I had a good time. I DJed at Somewhere Nowhere, and uh, with my good friend Turbs, we tore it up. Place was popping. Shout out to Turbs. Turbs. Turbs and then I went down, saw some friends. I went to uh, that new spot I've been DJing at in the Lower East Side called Lucy's. Dope little vibe. Want to see my man Dexter Love? How big time. is Lucy's? That's a hard question. I'm not good with like the square foot kind of thing. I'd say, I'd say, uh, oh, I know how big my apartment is. So that's a good <laughs> reference. I'd say about 2,000 square feet. How many people does it hold? I don't care. Oh, about square shit. Feet. I'm not good with that either. I'd say about mm, buck 50, 200. I think they have like 12 tables in there. It's all tables. Yeah, all tables. No dance floor. Not, nope, nope. And it's all like uh, mirror balls all over the top, whole all ceiling of the place. It's, it's beautiful towel group room that I enjoy playing. They want you to not really play too much current stuff, just dip and dab into the current stuff to, yeah. to please everybody. But the main drive is to uh, play some older stuff that, uh, you oh, know, spenders are. Because uh, this is a something I was thinking about the other day is, you know, when when you're playing all this new new stuff and you got all these kids in there, they're not really the spenders. The kids that are coming in there are mostly promoters or promoter tables. Right, right. The people that have disposable money are a little bit older. These kids don't have disposable Absolutely. money, yeah, yeah. so you need to put you know out places that that could be a little bit more versatile with the music instead of just playing new stuff. And that's your forte. Yeah, yeah. Dip it and dab it. In New York, you know, you get a little bit more uh, of a. A palette of colors to choose from when you're when you're DJing there because you know people are open to a, a lot of things. Um, shout out to James Wang. He took me out one night. We were at this place in Alphabet City. All young kids in there. In the 
there was no music played after the year 1985 and the place was packed of That's young dope. kids just having fun and having it wasn't about i think it was about the experience and experiencing people i guess those those kids knew, like, do you think they knew the music i think if they didn't they wanted to experience something different and they were enjoying it you know what i mean yeah instead of being like oh well, this guy's playing some old shit you know, I think I don't think that that music should be old, and this sounds old. I think it just if it, if it feels right, it feels right, no matter what what right, it right. is. You know what Absolutely. I mean? But not everybody's like you or me, and feels that way. And I get that, but you know. So speaking of which, we got a question in this week, and this one Hurley Hurley can be on in this one. Oh, you're gonna, okay. We got a Hurley, the, Jeff gives you permission to answer this. One. Hurley's always has permission. <laughs> to stop. Is there a song? That's lasted longer than Dreams and Nightmares that still pops every time you play it. Like lengthwise? No, that like not longer meaning, no. I mean longer longevity, like years. There's tons. I mean, you could play DMX Rough Riders Anthem and everybody's going to know that song. I understand that they know that song. Wait, am I, am I, mis, am I misunderstanding that I think just draw, you can drop it whenever you want, and people are going to go crazy. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I yes. think the length part of the question got me confused. I'm sorry. Length meaning years. I understand. It's been years, years and years since that song came out, and it's still people s s drop everything and still sing that at the beginning of that. There's a lot, though. I don't think there is. I think yes, people go. They'll sing. You know, you're gonna tell me though. right now if you if if one of us drop "Be Faithful." Mm, that's a good one. Any moment, DMX. Not not at party up. One two, maybe outside. Not as much as people just go nuts about the beginning part of "Dreams and Nightmares." I beg to differ. Wow, Harley, what do you think? Um, I mean, my. The first thing it's that two came different to energies head though too wasn't sorry is a bad comparison to dreams and nightmares but I was gonna say dancing queen by Ava <laughs> yeah but that doesn't always work though like if I played at dancing queen by Ava last night it I probably would have got beaten up yeah. <laughs> but if, I play, if I play dreams and nightmares during a dinner shift at Empire I'll <laughs> yeah. yeah true 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 that'll come up in an email for sure <laughs> um, can. DJ last night uh, dinner service dropped dreams and nightmares and uh, the older people kind of were uncomfortable. Sushi started flying around the empire. Yeah, <laughs> plates started going crazy. That's 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 some amateur DJ stuff. We're like, maybe uh, song placement's not working so well tonight. But I really wanted to hear it, man. But I was just thinking because I saw. I love that question though. Drop it the the other night. And What's that? Dreams and nightmares, and the like. The crowd just went wild again. I'm like, this song is it's gonna be ten years old. You know what I have? No, heard it's not that, that old. Uh, just wanna rock could replace dreams and nightmares. Yeah. Not replace, but well, wow. it can be. It can be the next. There could be some longevity one. in that for sure. Let's see. What year did dreams and nightmares come out? <clears throat> it was a long time ago. No, it was not, Jeffrey. <laughs> yes, it was. It was only 10 years ago. <laughs> Damn, oh, I didn't right. really know it was 10 years. 2012. Name another hip-hop. All right, we'll go hip-hop. Name another hip-hop song that dropped 10. Yeah. I mean, Rough Riders is 20, but. Uh, next episode. Mm. Oh. Hold up. P-I-M-P? 
Maybe. Yeah. No. Not as big as yeah. night, uh, next episode. Whoa. It doesn't have the same energy. Next no. episode right. you might be right. Those I started keys. bringing back Big Pimpin' lately. Do you know... Is uh, that what you said? I just said Pimp. P-I-M-P by 50. Oh, shit. Sorry. Well, Big Pimpin'. <laughs> I'm Big like off a little bit today. <laughs> I haven't had breakfast yet. Sorry, guys. <laughs> off a little bit. Yeah, off I think a little bit. I think we're all off a little bit. It happens. But I'm not yeah. hangry, though. That's a good thing. I get hangry. I get fucking hangry. Yeah. I had was tested in the look, we were talking in the car about being tested. I got tested, couldn't find a parking spot, and I'm hungry at the same time. Oof. Shit went down. No, good. I yeah. wait. I lasted longer than I thought I would. As far as before, I actually started getting angry. So I think yeah. therapy is really working for me. <laughs> Shout out my therapist one time. <laughs> Give him a clap. Give him a round of applause, will you? It's actually a female. Oh. I feel more comfortable speaking to women. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a problem too. <laughs> no, I was brought. I was born and raised in a beauty salon, so I was surrounded by women every day. Oh, that's why so, so that's where I'm comfortable. Yeah. Oh, we. Uh, so speaking of which, Harley brought up. Uh, yeah. The little Uzi Vert song that has no lyrics, which is the hottest song, which is crazy. Well, there's lyrics, but they're very minimal. Yeah, one one verse or whatever it is. <laughs> I don't even think it's a verse. <laughs> it's crazy. Did he produce that too, Harley? Mm, I doubt it. Yeah, yeah me too. I so, wouldn't think so. So what you're talking about, do you think like Little Uzi and these new, uh, say that genre of mumble rap and this new era of rap, do you think they're making wow. music for longevity? Like, do you think that oh. they, or do you think- Oh my God. I love that you're saying this because I was thinking about this last night. I haven't listened to the radio in a long time. I was listening to BPM. Hurley, you'll appreciate this. So I'm like, where are all these DJs? I, I so going. I'm gonna go in like a different direction with, it, but it's it. in that same realm. Um, first of all, to answer your question that you had, which is a great question, I don't think they care about longevity. They're just looking for that short term money. And that's the way this business has been for the last, I think, music business in general. There's no artists that are still putting out records like Aerosmith or like there's no longevity. Like there's like two. It's hard to get past your sophomore album. Right. Well, I don't even think their albums count anymore. It's all singles. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's just the game's so different now. So I don't think there is. They're not even looking to put out an album. Some just guys. be the hottest thing. So yeah. do you, would you consider their music disposable then? Totally disposable. So. Going back to what I was saying before was I was driving the car last night. I was like, wow, this song's really good. And I was like, who's this DJ? And I was like, who produced this or who wrote this song or whatever? And I looked up and uh, it's like you don't even see those guys that are having these big songs playing clubs anymore. Like the like you don't have like guys like Guetta who's always going to have a song. Like now the EDM's changing up so th – there's just one song. This DJ's got one song, and that's it. Right. Yeah. And and it's just single. This dude made this single. There's no like, oh, there's five songs by so and so that are being played right now. It's one song by one DJ or producer, and and that's and they're stuff. riding that wave. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So there's not like, like uh, for example, A Craze. I don't even know another song that anybody's playing to, besides that one. That was Do you know example. another A Craze record? Well, he just came out with a new one. That's yeah, I heard it, but it's really not that great, right? Mm, it's okay. It's okay. But still, you know, 
they just put out singles and that's it. Sometimes a lot of these radio songs that you're playing on, on BPM is by one artist or producer and they'll never have another, you'll never hear from them ever again. Right. Yeah. That never happened back in the day because you'd like see Stonebridge, Stonebridge would have this, Geta would have that, jo uh, uh, Mark Knight, like he would always have a record come out like every month. Why? Why do you think it's like that now? Because it's so easy to make music? Yeah, and these guys don't have a plan. They're just making a song. They're like, wow, this one sounds good. I'm going to submit it. And then it's like there's no follow-up. I think the issue, too, is that no one's making money off songs anyways. They're making it off touring. So why even well, yeah, like even like music if you can get all your touring success off the first one? Yeah. That's true. That's very true. But that, that changes the game. Then it, it turns back to there's no longevity because that's some quick money. You yeah. go on tour for a year, and then you put out another single like, another year later like a craze and then you're like nah this song's all right you're not gonna fucking go to another a craze show because he's got another song that came out that's mediocre i think he took way too long to come out with the next one that's what i'm saying yeah. these guys don't have a catalog they have right. one song right, right. so they have nothing to back up like no was a good example of that and in the hip-hop world i know she's still around and shit and I, and i don't know what she's putting out but young young ma had that had that hot record ooh right popped off she had nothing to follow up in right, the catalog right. or you know and then just like oh another one designer he had a huge record yeah where is he now he didn't even have a follow up single to that I know it's crazy yeah what, what was it Panda Panda yeah well what happened with that was it was popping Kanye heard it and bought it off him Got it. And that's why it became a Kanye record. He actually came to the club like like three or four years ago, just popped up at the club one night. Yeah, it's so random. Like he really? never had a follow up record ever. I was thinking that Ice Spice was gonna be like that, but she came they had a they had a business had a plan. plan, yeah, for sure. The label probably had a lot to do with that. Well, that kid down in uh in Miami was Gucci, whatever his name was. Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean there's a ton of examples of, of mumble rappers that just have the one hits and then yeah they, they, they don't care yeah gucci gang or whatever gucci bang gucci gang <laughs> gucci gang oh little pump, pump. yeah he had a he had a bunch of songs though he had that Man? such a home i don't know man oh with kanye that's yeah. right that's right i'm wrong on that one yeah gucci was the first one though yeah that was the first song yeah um Sad news yesterday was uh, <laughs> the passing of Bobby uh, Caldwell. Yeah. I actually played it last night. I played the Tupac sample in Tupac. What so, you want to do? So he had that. Uh, Common to the Light. The Light, yeah. But you know who produced that? Dilla, right? Dilla. It was yeah, a Dilla yeah. record. Whoa. Crazy, right? I can't believe I got that correct just now. No, 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 I know that because I put that shit on my mixtape, which is called Dilla versus Biggie. Go get it. Get it now. Get it now. I put uh, Biggie versus over Dilla's beats, and it's kind of fire. It's a little project piece that I did. It's well, on my band camp. He, he also had Sky's the Limit, the sample Bobby Caldwell. Yeah. Uh, Caldwell and that. Yeah. Uh, which is a great tune. Yeah, a lot of you know Bobby Caldwell had a lot of great tunes. Static put out a nice post about him yesterday too. Yeah, I was reading this Quest Love one and oh, I didn't see the Quest one. It was unbelievable. They never actually got to meet, but would always like miss each other. Speaking of Quest Love, I saw a sick 
picture or a video the other day. It was Questlove, D'Angelo, and like Eric Clapton and Electric Lady when D'Angelo was uh, recording his first album. What was his first album? Oh, oh not Brown Sugar. I mean, uh, yeah, Brown Sugar was on it though. Yeah. Dun, 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 oh, such a such a such a good album. Lady, you're my lady too. Voodoo oh. Child, I think it was right. Maybe it was Voodoo. But it, but Questlove talks. He wrote a book about them making that album. Yeah, because they started a group out of that. What the fuck? I know I should know this name of this group, but it was them uh, with Q-Tip, Dilla, D'Angelo, and Questlove. That's an amazing group. Yeah, they were produced. They like were locked in the studio in Electric Lady, which was uh, Jimi Hendrix's studio in New York City, and. Uh, they just locked in there. And to see that video um, with uh, Eric Clapton in the video with them, it's just like in the studio. It's just like, what? Oh, it's called Afro something. Oh, and no one else was down with that. It was uh, Erica Badu, too. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Oh, I love Erica. That, that uh, Common in the Light, she's in that song, right, too? Oh, they're called the Soul Aquarians. Did they ever put anything out? Yeah, D'Angelo's album. It was a collaboration of really? like Soul Aquarians, yeah. Wow. So Soul Aquarians was uh, D'Angelo, Questlove, Common, and Erica, Q-Tip, and Dilla. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty amazing. I can go listen to that album again. Me too. I learned how to play uh, one, of, uh, one of those songs on my guitar. Today? Nah, Instead I did a couple, me up. <laughs> couple of years ago. No, a couple of months ago. Jason was late because he had guitar lessons. Today. I did have guitar lessons today. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. They did it in 1996. An Electric Lady, which is Jimi Hendrix's uh, Renwick Village uh, studio. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, like there was a lot of work that went into that. That's why when um, D'Angelo went away for a long time quest was like i got it we got to get he's a gift yeah to, to this community we need we need him back kind of like you know that's how you know i think uh, uh frank ocean is also like one of those guys like where are you dude we need you back yeah yeah right yeah you know so and dope. you don't want to you don't want to push that process because the stuff that those actual artists put out is so organic and genuine that uh you can't rush the process of creating bullshit music right you know what i mean that's oh, yeah, what i learned I from rick rubin <laughs> listening to the podcast perfect and reading his book every morning before my guitar lesson then i meditate <laughs> what <if, laughs> and forget to eat breakfast and then you become hangry and then you come oh, I'm not, yeah uh, i was a little off up. my routine yeah i had a couple i had to do this i had my appointment in a little while do you eat the same breakfast every morning no nah, i'm not one of those guys yeah coffee though every morning yeah, because I think it helps me with my anxiety because I have, like, a little routine that I do with the coffee. Yeah. Shout out to Neil Jackson. I get some coffee from him every once in a while. He owns a coffee company, and I can't remember the name off the top of my head, and I apologize. That's a coffee dealer? No, it's my friend, Neil Jackson, <laughs> DJ Neil Jackson, man. Love that. Love that. Where's he, he out of New York? Yeah, New York. And uh, so I do my little, you know, my little routine where I have my coffee, and I, and I read a book. Try not to. I used to wake up, put the television on, and start like watch. Like no, I, I had to change that shit up. Now, do you have a routine every time you go to set up to DJ? No, 
No, because I'm always stoned and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Harley, do you have a routine? Wait, I don't think I have any routines during my set. I honestly just kind of like eat dinner and hang out, watch TV, and then go to my set. It's not really anything exciting. I got a question for you. It's really not exciting. How how long do you feel like you have to eat before you go to work? Um, I feel is like there a time? Does there need to be a gap in between work and eating? I feel like there should be, but there never ends up being that much because I'm always running so far behind all the time. But do you get to your gig and you're like you're feeling full? Yeah. Oh, I know that happened to me because I never give myself time. enough time to cook. Yeah, no, dude. That like I know that on nights that I have to DJ, I can't eat past like seven, or, or I just eight. won't eat that much. Well, if you don't eat that, I'm a gorgeous. So you have you have no plan going into the night. Like I'm gonna organize this crate. I'm gonna do this. Nothing. No, because my crates are already organized. Or well, I organized however I want them. I'll download music before the gig and just pull out you know some new stuff I want to try out or like an idea. That's about it. But. No, I like yeah. Curly said. My my, I keep my crates pretty up to speed. Wow, <laughs> I think that's it's nothing special. I don't meditate or anything. I do. Uh, Jason does oh. in the morning after his guitar lesson. I think meditating like before my gig a little bit, like just even for two minutes, is like good for me too. Because like you know, you just get caught up in that whirlwind of chaos. If you just take two seconds for yourself before you jump on, it's yeah. like. You know, gets rid of that uh, noise. And you think it's different going in, starting a set at twelve thirty versus starting a set at ten? Oh, we we're talking about this in the car. Yeah, uh, I feel like you could really well see. When I was DJing in New York, you know, you had time to create something. In other markets like Boston, it's a quick pop. Yeah. So I like to like build. I like to play slow and build, so I, I don't mind going on, you know, at 10 o'clock to 2, but sometimes I do because I put a lot. I think three hours is good for me. Four is a little too much because about if I do a four-hour gig, about the third hour in, I start like, oh, I gave it too much. I'm starting to lose my steam, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So three hours is cool. It gives me an hour to, like, build something in two, in, in two hours to jam. That's about where I would like to be, like three hour set. Like I, like uh, it's just I just don't want to just come in and bang because I want to feel the room a little bit. You know what I mean? Right. I don't. I know people aren't coming there specifically to see me, so I need to build off of what my 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 client what clientele I have in front of me. Hurley, what's your ideal time? Um, well, set time. Length. <laughs> I would love oh for length. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, I, I think two hours is good, two to three. Yeah. I honestly, I don't like it when I have something too short because I feel like I'm just getting into the groove of things. Oh, it's so, if I have to do a short set, like I think um, a couple, I didn't mean to cut you off, sorry. Yeah. Uh, last year, two years ago, I can't remember which one it was, we had to do uh, Alex's Williams' birthday, and it was a bunch of DJs, so I knew I had an hour. And I knew that I couldn't freestyle that hour Yeah, because I knew – that I I just would just be confused. I'd be worrying about. So I just created and you know I just pulled about twenty records that I felt would fit. Right, right. Not in a specific set way, but like you know, just like all right, I'm a pull from these twenty records. This should get me through an hour, and that helped me because then I got rid of all that clutter. I think 
what happens to me personally is I get put too many songs in a crate and then I just get lost in that crate. Right, right. Speaking of pulling records, <laughs> you're Hurley, you want to pull some? Pull that. Sh- All right, let's do it. Let's do it. We're both a little foggy today, too. I worked last night, too. So Yeah, we were working. All right. I have a five-day work week this week. All right. First song. She mama. Jeff. Oh. I'm not even going to take Bob this. Bob Marley. One. There you go. What song, though? Oh, come on. You get the song. I got the artist. Hurley, give me the whole thing. I want to hear this whole thing. That should have been the last song. That should have been our no, we're gonna get, Sorry, We're going to get like ticketed now. Copyright. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I used to play this out of uh, Beyonce. Crazy in love into Would You Be Love. Uh, Could you be loved? Idea. That's a good one, right? Could you be loved? Could you be loved? Okay, nice. Nice job, Jeff. Thank Jeff you. got one. I got one. Okay. <laughs> Ready? Ready. Uh, I'll do this. Oh. oh, it's Rolling Stone. Um, Please allow me to introduce myself. I don't remember the name of the song. Is he right? Yeah. Rolling yep. Stone for sure, yeah. I play this song, but I don't, I don't know the name of the, the actual. Sympathy for the Devil. Yeah, oh, I wouldn't got, got the name of the song. Yeah. It's a tough one. I don't know when it actually comes in. There we go. I want to loop those congos. I know. Nice. are very stereo. These headphones. Okay. They are, but they definitely weren't recorded that way. You think those were yeah, recorded in stereo back then? I was playing the 50th anniversary edition. <laughs> so that was, was that was remastered? Probably, yeah. Do you think when they recorded that originally, that was in stereo yeah, like that? I mean, they may have. I like listening to the Beatles stuff sometimes because if you listen to it in mono... You can just hear like acapella over here, and then like guitars and drums on your left ear, and yeah. like it's really it's weird. It kind of like it's kind of cool because we're not used to too. hearing it right, like right. that. Yeah. yeah. Sorry to jump us off topic. You're good. Number three. Okay. Trace. Oh shit. Uh, future. Um, future. I played this. How'd you get that in half a second? <laughs> oh jeez. Oh yeah, it is. Call how it is. He got them in half a second. Mask Percocet. off. Mask off. Yeah, that's good though. I knew what the song was. Yeah, I love. I love that sample. I actually played that last night, but I played the OG sample into. Oh, what's the, the OG version. sample? I can't tell you off the top of my head. It's mask off. Oh yeah, it's like an old old artist. It's really like some weird. I think it's. I. I it's. It's like. It's crazy sample, dude. Prison it. song? Prison song, yeah, Wait. that's it. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he sampled it and pitched why. it up. Wow. Tommy Butler. Tommy Butler. Wait, I think, no, I know who else sampled Tommy I Butler? I was talking about uh, Selma, the movie about Martin Luther King Jr. I don't know who wrote it. Oh, Carlton Williams, there you go. I gotta listen to that later. Yeah, it's really dope. Okay. Last one? No, yeah. two more. Oh, yeah. Tumor? Tumor? Turmeric. Oh, crazy. Uh, Neo, Sexy Love. It is Neo. It's not it's Sexy Neo, Love. It's uh, Neo. I'm just about <laughs> you. Something, something about you? 
Miss Independent. Oh, Miss yeah. Independent. <laughs> That's a great tune. Oh, so good. All right. And last song we'll do. Mm. We'll do this. Oh, yeah. That oh, is Eric, Eric Clapton. Clapton. Nice. And that is called. <laughs> uh, is it the end of the road? No, wonderful tonight. Yeah. Yes, wonderful tonight. Wow, yeah, two baby, yeah. Like that, we're out of here, y'all. <laughs> Once again, thank you for checking us out. Yes, we appreciate y'all very you much. Can thank find you. Jason at uh, Jason Smith Music. Hurley at Hurley Music. Jeff London underscore. Yep. Peace. Jeff London, DJ Jason Smith.